Hello, and welcome to this Portland edition of the Low Key Podcast. Now, if you don't have your Low Key swag, go to www.lowkeypodcast.com and get a t-shirt. Now, without further ado, Kinos, Poppy. It's nice, it's easy, it's low key. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Low Key Podcast. I'm here with Austin, one of the owners of Kinos. Yep. Coffee. Um, <laughs> it's 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 harder to say, but uh, it's um, it's a cool neat word. Where'd you get that? Um, so, word? or it why'd you name it? It wasn't that? me that came up with it. Uh, my business partner Martin studies theology. Oh, okay. So it's actually the Greek word for new. So it means like new, innovative, better than that which came before. That's cool. New life. And then we donate a percentage of our profits to orphanages in the Philippines that we work with. So it ties into that because we're trying to give them like a new life in like an innovative way and something that's better than what they had before. Yeah. So kind of describe that, why, why you guys do that and, uh, and kind of what that is, what that looks like. Um, so well, we're actually going to be going over to the Philippines here in a couple months, um, to go like, actually like, visit the orphanages that we're working with. But, um, really, <laughs> I think since Martin and I were like, um, so we've been best friends for like 20 something years now. Yeah. But when we were little, we had the opportunity to go to, um, the Dream Center in LA. Oh, wow. Um, and that was a really like life-changing experience. Just like seeing how, uh, just like acknowledging someone as human that like most people ignore, like how big of an impact that just makes on them. Yeah. Just to, like to feel like humanized. Um, and so, and getting to play with like kids in the projects and stuff like that. And like, giving them food and helping people out with like um, their yards and stuff like that if they're not able to like keep up with their house. Yeah. So <clears throat> since then, that's kind of uh, kind of ruined my ability just to have like a normal career that like wasn't helping anyone because mm. it just did felt like really unfulfilling. Yeah. Um, so to have like a business that we own where we get to decide like how much we get to help people and it's not like having to work and then trying to like help people on the side. Yeah. But being able to do like all of that at once. And also like being able to like own a company with your best friends kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. I, I think it's a cool thing because when I when I saw you guys like on social media and Instagram, mm-hmm. I I didn't really see at the time like anybody doing something like this. Yeah. And I just think it's really cool that you guys are helping a community outside of your own so and impacting so many people outside, which is really cool. 
I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it's it's a cool thing like that you can connect it with coffee. Yeah. And do something like that and give back to to people. Well, and coffee is like a cool industry. Like I'm starting to like coffee more and more. Um, Cause to be honest, like when like I've always enjoy, I've always enjoyed coffee, you know, just like yeah. drinking it and stuff. But um, actually, like starting like a coffee company and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've always loved like the business aspect of it. Um, yeah. But like over time, I've also learned to like appreciate just. I don't know, like the whole, the whole concept, like of coffee, like the psychology of it, and like how that kind of fits into people's like everyday lives, mm-hmm. and like how I get to be a part of that, um, is really interesting, because people are always happy to see you in the morning, and you, I don't know, like you just always get to make people happy. Yeah. So, I I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, especially people like going to work and just wake, waking up. Um, you probably make their day a lot better or easier to, to, to live during their, their work yeah. work hours and stuff. Well, and it's also kind of funny because you kind of end up being uh, a therapist, I suppose, because people come in and like, how's your day going? Like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? And then they're like... <sighs> but it's it's cool because it's like I've been able to make some really good friends and um, like there's this one lady her dog had died um, and she had had it for like 16, 17 years something like that um, and then she had gone through like some stuff with her family but she just seemed really down so I was like well I'll treat, I'll treat you to breakfast today and gave her a hug um, and she kept coming in like more regularly after that. Yeah. And um, she said that like us being here like completely like turned everything around for her because she she was like she was so devastated with everything that was going on that she didn't even want to like leave her house. But she knew that if she like was able to come here, like we'd be like looking forward to seeing her. Yeah. And so it's like and another one of my friends her sister um had died and you know kind of like a similar situation of just being able to be there for someone you know not, ha- not having met them before having any idea what's going on in their life but you know just like being able to like care for someone <laughs> yeah. like it's just a, it's just like a really cool experience because i don't feel like you really get to do that in a lot of um businesses yeah i mean most people are probably in a cubicle doing something like crunching numbers yeah but uh you know with coffee there's like a um there's a relationship you get to have with somebody so and i do spend my my time crunching numbers yeah yeah i mean mean, there's gonna be some part of that in coffee of course (laughs) you know some days i will be in my little office for hours and hours and hours or meeting with our account and I'm just like 
right, gotta keep my brain going. Yeah. Have to get stick it out. <laughs> so you you said that uh, the other owner is kind of your best friend. Yeah. Kind of describe your relationship with the other owners and kind of the building up of this coffee shop. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Martin Boyden, um, I met him when I was eight years old. Okay. Um, I think he was like six. Um, wow, but, you've known each other that long. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Wow. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So, I actually moved to Oregon, or moved to the Dalles from um, Missouri when I was eight. Okay. For like my dad's job. And um, the Boydens were like one of the first families that we met when we moved here. Um, so my parents and like their parents have been best friends for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, Martin and I just kind of grew up doing like I'm I'm not allowed to swear on here, am I? You you can. I can. I yeah. Can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch my mouth. <laughs> um, so I mean, Martin and I just like grew up doing crazy shit all the time. Yeah. Uh, we'd go cliff jumping. So we would like lock our arms together and do like backflips off of like a fifty foot cliff, like in the water oh and gosh. stuff like that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so you do that kind of stuff, or like jumping off waterfalls, or, um, we'd go snowboarding quite a bit. Um, we were always doing something crazy, or we'd like jump out of my tree onto the trampoline. And then our other friends would like try to like join us and end up like breaking something. But, um... I think between like the two of us, we have like 20, 21 concussions or something like that. Wow. And I've, um, I've like broken my right hand or my right arm like in here like twice. And then I've broken most of my toes and like a few of my fingers. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I dislocated my hip. Uh, dislocated like four ribs I think yeah this sounds like an intense relationship <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so like we're like definitely like adrenaline junkies just like get that point across um, I've gone skydiving a couple times but we're both like pretty crazy yeah um, and so is that door? Um, but we grew, we've, our relationship has always been like these crazy adventures and stuff like that. Um, and Martin's been like the one person who, regardless of like what I've gone through in my life has like always been there for me. Um, and vice versa. I really couldn't like picture, like, I really couldn't picture what my life would be like if he wasn't in it at all. Mm. He's pretty much my brother. Um, <clears throat> so, as far as like this business, um, 
thought it would be fun to have like a business together. Yeah. Um, and we had thought that for quite for quite a while since we were like teenagers. We just liked the idea of it, and um, after let's see, we had kind of like both done like the college thing. And he, he ended up moving to Austin, and then he was like, you should move to Austin, it'll be fun. And I'm like, I'm gonna be a nurse. And he's like, bullshit, I'm gonna be a nurse. And I was like, no, I swear to God, I am. And he's like, we'll do it here then. And I was like, okay. So I moved to Austin, and um, didn't become a nurse. Turns out I don't deal with blood very well. Oh, <laughs> so that, that career path ended. So I had moved to Austin, and we both lived there for like a year, year and a half or so. Um, and he had met Mary, who's his wife now. Okay. Um, before I moved down there, and I could tell that like it was actually serious because he had like sort of dated before that. Yeah. But it never, it wasn't ever, he didn't really ever seem like all that interested in whoever it was. So, uh, Mary, he was like, he's like, I really, I, I like, really like her. And I was <laughs> like, he's gonna end up marrying her. And um, they ended up, did get, they did end up getting married. Yeah. Had like a rainbow wedding that had like streamers everywhere. Man, that sounds cool. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, and then he ended up moving back here and then he's like, you should move back to Oregon. And I was like, I just moved here. I'm not moving back to Oregon. <laughs> and then I moved back because Austin was really hot and I didn't like the 115 degree weather. Oh gosh, that's rough. And they had humidity there, right? Or was it dry heat? <clears throat> um, no, it's pretty humid. It's just like walking around in a sauna, so you're oh. just like perpetually sweaty and gross. Yeah, that's gross. So that's like doing hot yoga. Yeah. No offense to people that do hot yoga, but man, I can't do it. I think I've done two hot yoga classes, and it was pretty miserable. <laughs> God, if I tried to do that now, I'm pretty sure I'd actually die. Haven't even gone sweating outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of like what I was telling you before moved back here um, yeah. and we're all living in that one bedroom apartment. Yeah. You were telling me some stories around <laughs> pizza and, and you, you told me about the one bedroom and four or five people living in there and kids. And I'm just like, Whoa, that's, that's tough, especially in Portland. Oh my God. Um, but moving into the house is a lot easier. Um, and then they end up having their second kid, and um, it was really cool, or it has been really cool just like growing up like with Whimsy and Glory, his daughters, because um, I get to be Uncle Austin, and they're definitely like my family, because um, when you live with, you know, like little kids, like, there's really no boundaries anymore after a certain point because it's like yeah. you, you know, like you can be like using the bathroom and they'll just open up the door and come in and <laughs> show you the toys that they're playing with. <laughs> Mary! 
<laughs> and she's like trying not to like look and get the girls out of the bathroom. That's funny. They're screaming. Yeah. So, I, 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 I love them a lot. They're my babies. Um, but uh, let's see. So getting the business back to the business getting that going um we started that when we were in the apartment or we decided that we were going to start it when we were in the apartment because um, we knew that we wanted to have we wanted to start a coffee shop but we didn't know what we were going to call it or mm. really what i was going to like look like we had no idea that it was going to be yeah you know this yeah it's a pretty cool space so i mean i'm happy about it um i give all the credit to mary for the design um because i'm terrible at that it would all just be like black and white if it was (laughs) me yeah she just comes up with these like incredible like designs and i'm just like <laughs> yeah, like I draw a stick figure, and then she she's like, "Well, that's it's a it's a good start," and then she like she's like, "I just came up with like this quick little sketch, and it's like the fucking Mona Lisa," <laughs> and I'm like, "How did you do that?" Yeah, I'm just like, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> I'll deal with our finances. <laughs> you make it pretty. I don't even want to try. This yeah. is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah cause it it does have like a really cool I I mean it's it's just like different colors it's like the bright blues and the pinks and the yellows and it's just really cool and, and the same thing with like your coffee bags and stuff I just think that's really neat like the braiding and stuff it's just popping well thank you yeah it's uh it's it's funny cause it's like all the like little shapes and stuff on there and the dots, like you would not believe how much time went into that. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, like hours and hours. And then like, remember Martin and Mary would be like working on the bag and then we'd be in there talking about it. We'd be like, well, maybe if we make like the like the pink and white stripes like a little bit bigger and it's like no then that looks kind of off for this and then maybe we should have like these like or like all of these shapes like around each other or something <laughs> like, I feel like we need a little bit more like black hair but not that one <laughs> <laughs> not the one with the dots the one with like the confetti looking one yeah um no but it um it's amazing how much time like all of like the details take like painting like the black inside of the windows and trying to make sure like those lines are all straight and hmm. or with like these lights it looks random but we wanted to make it look so like when you're looking at it they're all like kind of evenly spaced apart and then also like the height is also you know, so it looks kind of like asymmetrically symmetrical. That's sense. cool. Yeah. Um, no, but it's like it, it's it's insane how much time all of that 
takes that you like would never think about. Yeah, the little things, how much they take. <clears throat> yeah. So you were you were telling me um, while we were grubbing on some pizza mm -hmm. at Otto's, um, you were telling me a little bit about some of the roasting stories. Like <laughs> you you guys built a roast a roaster. Yeah. Correct. Kind of kind of describe some of the stories and re <laughs> rehash some of those because okay. I thought they were pretty interesting. I actually have. Um, a scar on my leg. I don't know if you can see that. There, but this whole thing right there is burnt. Um, <laughs> so, kind of like what I was talking about the the roaster, like the perforated steel drum. Yeah. Um, since we had made a roaster, which kind of looked like a square kiln sort of thing, and then there was. Uh, perforated steel drum that sat inside of it and then there was kind of like a round top okay um, kind of just like on a regular like grill yeah kind of how I would describe it okay so it would fit over the top of the um, drum but when uh, when the coffee was finished, when the beans were finished roasting, we had um, uh, welding gloves. So we'd pick up the drum out of the kiln, and then there was like a little flap on one side that we would unscrew and open. Okay. And then we had dumped that into this thing that kind of looked like a, um, like a teeter-totter. Teeter-totter, okay. Like, if the teeter-totter was, like, a big, like, rectangular box. Okay. And had a, um, just, like, mesh on the bottom. And Whoa. so, we would, like, teeter-totter that thing. The beans would go back and forth and cool off, and the rest of the chaff would fall off. Dang. Mm-hmm. And we... <laughs> so, the chaff would collect at one side, and we'd have these, like, little pieces of cardboard... So like when they would, when the beans would go to one side, um, and then we would push the other side down, the chaff would float up in the air, and we'd like flap it out of the way. Yeah. And then we'd have to like back up all the chaff afterwards. Oh jeez. <laughs> but one time, I was wearing shorts when we were doing this, or when we were roasting the coffee, and I set the, um, I was like squatting, and I I had set the drum down and this thing's like four four hundred four hundred fifty degrees something like that Whoa. and it like rolled into my leg ah and it just like <laughs> melted the skin oh jeez so i was just like just <laughs> uh, and uh i was just like all right i'm just gonna ignore this and i'll deal with it later and then like probably 20 minutes later Martin like looks at my leg. He's like, "Holy shit! What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> this is like this giant like black spot and blood everywhere." Oh, but I man. was just I was just like hadn't really like looked at it, and then I was like, "I'm gonna have to clean this. This is not going to be fun." Um, so that was one of the fun stories. Um, also, I, I burnt my hands so many times with that stupid drum. 
because after a certain point, like, the gloves can only put up with, like, those welding gloves can only put up with, like, so much heat. Yeah. Um, so eventually, like, it starts kind of, like, melting through. <laughs> um, so, okay, here's a good story. So, like, the very first time that we tried roasting, um, we didn't have, like, the, um, the box or, like, the kiln thing that we made, which I guess I could tell that story, too, with the welding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we just had, like, it was just a little, like, A-frame type thing and bars across like here and bar across the top and then the uh, um, drum would like sit on top of that. Hmm. Um, so, but anyways, we anchored that thing into the fireplace at oh, our house. No. <laughs> oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and so we tried to get that to work um, but all of the heat was like going around it. So we managed to like roast the beans without actually cracking them. And it took like two hours because we didn't know how long it was actually supposed to take. Like we really had no idea what we were doing when we first started. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my and so he gave some of the beans to one of my friends, and the beans were just like rock hard, just destroyed his grinder. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're like, all right, it's not getting hot enough. So we, I think we took a piece of. Also, I hope my landlord never hears this podcast. Um, previous landlord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After today. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll give him some free coffee. Yeah. Um, but we took like a, like a piece of like plywood and then covered one side with sheet metal and then put that up against like the fireplace because there's a brick fireplace. Okay. But there's still like a six inch gap on one side because we were, we had the bike in the living room and we're like turning it. Oh, that was the bike thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's how the bike thing started. I still have pictures of that too. Of us like <laughs> sitting on the bike. <laughs> um, but uh, so one side got really, really hot and then the other side had all of the air coming in. So when we heard like heard the beans cracking and then we're like, oh my God, it's working. So we let them crack for like a little bit and then took it out. And then there is like a range of, it looked like Thanksgiving corn. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> like all the different colors. <laughs> yeah. Which is not really what we're going for. Yeah. Um, Cause like over on like one side, it like it had just like completely like burnt the shit out of the beans. Like they're just oh, charcoal. Man. And then over on the other side, there's like so much cold air coming in that the beans didn't roast at all. Mm. And then it just kind of like went from like not roasted to like kind of roasted to completely burnt. Jeez. So we took it out. The beans were just like all these different colors, and then we were just like, ah. <laughs> um, so eventually we got a slightly more consistent roast in the fireplace 
but it was still like this is not this is not going to work like we don't want to eat we don't really want to you know make coffee with these obviously no one's yeah. going to buy this so we took the frame out of the fireplace and um and that's when we decided to teach ourselves how to weld and then we built a frame where we built like like a stainless steel kind of like box around the frame um, <clears throat> um, basically like a little kiln and then we put like a door like a fireplace door yeah. on there um, and that's awesome when we learned that uh, when you are welding, you need to make sure it's well ventilated or else you can get like metal fume poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. So, and that was like two days before Thanksgiving. So we were like welding for like two days straight. And then on Thanksgiving, we were just like throwing up the entire time. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah, that would suck. Especially on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, look at all this good food. You're like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. So, but you guys got, you welded that roaster and it's still there, right? Currently? Or do you have a, a different roaster that you use? You know, to be honest, I don't know where that roaster is anymore. Um, <laughs> people kept asking us, like, why don't you just do like a like a, a specialty like roast with it? Because we started roasting. Um, well, I guess I should give you kind of a little bit of backstory to that. So when we like when we first started, our um, I don't know what their like our tagline I guess would be um, uh, wood roasted, bike powered coffee um and how we were like promoting ourselves was like as like uh like carbon neutral green you know coffee roasting problem with that <laughs> is that wood fire or like wood smoke actually has like the highest amount of like carcinogens out of like any other pollutant well so even though it is like technically carbon neutral because you know it's a tree and it's within like the you know a few hundred year like life cycle of like the regular amount of carbon that's like in the air um like that carbon's still going to be released like whether the tree like disintegrates over a small amount of time or if it burns or whatever like it's still considered carbon neutral but um, we're producing like a lot more like carcinogens by doing that. So that's why um, a lot of cities are actually um, like banning like wood, like uh, wood stoves and fireplaces and stuff like that. Wow, I didn't know. Have to use gas. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Um, just because it it's such a huge pollutant. Um, so, um, since we didn't want to get sued, and <laughs> yeah. 
we decided to uh, rethink our strategy and brand, um, which is why we did these colors. So we did this like literally right before we opened. Oh dang! We're like, ta-da! We're completely different. <laughs> <laughs> which um, some people still think that we roast uh, do like roast it with a, a bike um, but we don't <laughs> um, we did that for a small amount of time it was exhausting uh, it was cool getting to see like very firsthand like the process that coffee goes through like when you're roasting it hmm. um, because you don't have like a computer or anything like you have like a thermometer and you can like see what the temperature is and you can see the chaff coming off of the coffee and then you have to pay attention to like the smell and like the sound of it and stuff like that to be able to have a good roast. Um, so I'm I'm thankful for that, but I never wanted to <laughs> do that again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> um, but we've been roasting over at Buckman Coffee Factory. Um, we actually just bought our own roaster, which is almost finished being built. And it's going to be put in over in our location in the Dells. Okay. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we will finally like have our own like roaster and be doing it ourselves. So I'm happy about that. Granted, like we have been doing like the roasting ourselves, but we've been. Just using you know, another... like renting equipment. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, roasters are just like so expensive. It's, oh yeah. It's an investment for sure. Yeah, there <laughs> there are a few there are a few buckaroos. But I've heard I've heard a lot of things in that. And espresso machines too are pretty expensive too. Oh yeah. Um, espresso machines are definitely they're definitely expensive. Yeah. People are always shocked when they find out how much espresso machines are. Because they're like, I mean, it's only like a couple thousand dollars. And I'm like, or 15. Yeah, or 20. Or 20. <laughs> yeah. Or if you really want to go out, you can spend like 40, 45, 50,000 dollars on it. Wow. And that's like top line. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a pretty big Industry. Like we went to the um, the SCAA, the Coffee Expo. Yeah, last yeah. year we're gonna go in this year too and actually stay for a few days. But last year we went and it was just like mind blowing how many like first of all how many people were there. Like that was just insane. Um, but. Like, some of these roasters were just, like, huge. Yeah. And, like, the amount of money that, like, people spend was um, very eye-opening. It makes more sense now because it's, like, as a, as a business, like, money is a little bit different, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Like, in my personal life, I'm, like... I don't know if I really need to buy another burrito today. 
And then, <laughs> you know, for business, I'm like, oh my god, this is a great deal. Like, this is only four thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're like, I, I'm not going to spend four thousand dollars on much of anything right now. I have four thousand dollars to spend on much of anything. Yeah. So what what was like? One of the biggest struggles of starting, um, starting this company up, or like, what is something that you feel is something you're currently struggling with, or that that is a struggle in the business right now? Um, I suppose like that would depend on who you talk to. I know, um, for me, it's been finding the confidence within myself and my ability to actually be able to do a good job and not feel and not like worry that I'm going to like let people down yeah um I think that was probably one of like the hardest things is like me me being able to like stay on track and stay focused and not get discouraged um and like putting 100% into it when I was just like, I don't know how this is going to work. We're not making any money and I can't pay any of my bills and I am yeah. so broke. Um, I think that was one of the hardest parts um, about it. And then once like you do, like once we actually like got going and stuff like that, <clears throat> I definitely have um, struggled with just like worrying that I'm not like good enough I guess yeah like I somehow like still need to be doing more you know people and then everyone else is like you need to take <laughs> take a break and go to sleep or something like yeah um because I think like you get into this you get into this mindset of you know just working 24-7 um and there's always you know like a million things that need to get done and so you don't really ever feel like you've caught up and then once you like do catch up you feel kind of guilty about you know not staying at like a dead sprint yeah <clears throat> um so i'd say that's prob that's been that's been hard for me and just like learning how to like relax and like take care of myself um because i just think about the business all the time so um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's why I'd recommend like once you can uh, once you can afford one, therapy's really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think especially like you kind of keep gotta keep yourself on your toes with the industry you're in. Yeah, and and also like being in Portland, it's like the the coffee mecca. You know. Yeah. Um, what would you say? What what would you say you'd have to do like to stand out in Portland, like well, for a coffee and a 
coffee shop? Um, well, I for me, coffee shops that stand out in Portland are probably. Well, so there's, there's, there's two different ones. Either having a lot of money to be able to put into it. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh my God, this place is gorgeous. Um, but I think having like really good um, customer service. Yeah. Because there's so many places in Portland that I've gone to where like I go in there and um, hi how are you doing and they're like fine <laughs> I'm just like can I order coffee and they're like yeah we're a coffee shop and I'm yeah. just like wow you're rude <laughs> and I just stand there texting um <laughs> I mean not all places are like that, but I mean, just yeah. like in general, there's this idea that if you go to Starbucks or like you don't really know how to order coffee or don't really know all that much about coffee, it's just like you get this like attitude from baristas. Um, and so that's something that I've tried to be very adamant about, even though sometimes I'm tempted myself to have an attitude because sometimes people are just really um, <laughs> but I think having like an atmosphere that makes people feel happy okay um, and how people are treated when they come into your place mm. and then lastly is like your product I mean you do have to have a good product and a reason for people to want to come in the first place but um, you can still like make a mistake here or there or if like you know something goes wrong the coffee doesn't taste quite the way you want it to like pastries don't show up on time or something like that if people know that like you actually care that they're there and they feel good being in you know they love the atmosphere of like the shop whatever that happens to be yeah um i think that that makes a much bigger difference than whether you have like the most amazing coffee in the world. Because if you, you can have really amazing coffee, but if the baristas are all assholes, like nobody's really gonna like want to hang out because they're gonna feel like uncomfortable yeah. being there. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's probably like one of the biggest things is being nice to people, pay attention to detail. Um, pay attention to trends I think one of the reasons like we stand out is because we're very colorful um, we don't use like the color brown pretty much anywhere you don't yeah huh I didn't notice that yeah <laughs> if everyone's like well you have to use browns for coffee and we're just kind of like fuck that <laughs> overdone um like, it doesn't need to be, like, 
it doesn't need to feel like a cave when you're getting coffee. Um, yeah. So I think like what we wanted to do is just something that was like, like fun and uplifting and um, you know like colorful, because that's not really like what you associate with coffee. But I mean like just being like being in here like you feel like pretty good like the colors like make you feel happy. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah, <laughs> and so like and like we put a lot of time into like picking like picking up these chairs and like those ones over there and just making everything aesthetically pleasing um, we spent a ridiculous amount of time making everything aesthetically pleasing uh, <clears throat> but in the long run like it makes like a huge difference because there's everything just like fits together and it seems like very simple okay you know what I mean like it doesn't feel like overdone in here or anything, but it all like kind of feels like it's the way it's supposed to be. Hmm. That's cool. The feng shui. But yeah. it takes a. But I. I don't think that that's something that a lot of people like realize, because I do go into a lot of places and. The idea is there, but it's only like eighty percent like executed. Yeah. You know. Um, because it's just like those kind of things take time. Um, I guess the devil's in the details. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. For anyone doing, like, wanting to do something, I would say, like, work out all of the, like, the little kinks. And if there's something that seems off, like, work on it until you like it. Yeah. And, like, um, don't half-ass anything because hmm. um, you're gonna put in like a massive amount of time it's going to feel like you're overdoing it and then it's kind of pointless but it's all of like the little things and details that like people notice that make them like want to come back whether they like, really they really realize it or not yeah that's true like, yeah um, I mean even down to like the type of sink that we have in the bathroom and then like the faucet that we used and stuff like that like making all of that like fit together and be aesthetically pleasing yeah um but yeah that, that's what I would recommend yeah cause I, I think I think that the also have a bookkeeper <laughs> bookkeeper yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's important. Because <laughs> you'll get screwed over. What time? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's a bookkeeper again? Um, basically keeping, like, so, like, when we file taxes and stuff like that, okay. I got to have, like, all of our receipts and invoices, know how much money has gone out, how much money has come in, know how much money like we paid ourselves on like distributions and salary and making sure like quarterly taxes are paid for like employees and like what percentage employees pay what percentage I pay um, wow and then that's a lot how much money like you know like um, we can use as like write-offs what you can actually write off like I didn't know like any of that when I first started 
and so like the books for our first year, um, the lady that's currently like doing our accounting, uh, she was just like, oh my god, like, yeah. it's just like, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, we spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours getting that in order and categorizing everything. And so this year is much better mm. and uh, be done with taxes by the end of next week. So yeah, taxes, not as much of a, a little shit show. <laughs> yeah, taxes are no fun, especially here. It's just complicated. What, what would you say is one of your personal favorite brew methods? Um, and then do you have a favorite uh, flavor profile? Hmm. Okay, so like uh, pretty much any natural process Ethiopian. Okay. Um, especially if it tastes like blueberries. Mm. Like, um, I think it's Harar, which is, I really liked that we had last time. Um, so good. That's what actually got me into coffee. I don't remember what coffee shop I was at, but they had some sort of natural process Ethiopian and it tasted like a blueberry muffin. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so it's, that's been cool, like getting to like try off like the different like, flavor profiles, um, having a little bit better understanding of what different ones taste like and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as far as my favorite brew method, um, I honestly really like drip coffee. Okay. Um, I think there's probably a couple reasons behind that. One, because after making so many pour overs, I just didn't really ever want to make another pour over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pour overs are good. Yeah, no, they're great. But I mean, if you're working in a coffee shop and you have to go really fast and people are just ordering more and more and pour overs, you kind of get tired of it. <clears throat> yeah. When, yeah, when you have like a group of people like who aren't from Portland, and then they have heard about pour overs, but they really have no idea what they're doing. So they're all like, "We're gonna get pour overs." <laughs> <laughs> Do you want one? Do you want one? <laughs> We're all gonna get pour overs. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and they're like, "And we're gonna get breakfast sandwiches." And so it's just like randomly me by myself trying to make five pour overs and like all of this, all these breakfast sandwiches and then they're like isn't this only supposed to take like a minute and I'm like no pour overs take a bit to make yeah especially if you gotta make five of them yeah um so um I don't really like making them <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably why I'm partial to um drip coffee I like doing I like shots of espresso as well just cause it kind of like lets me know like 
good the coffee like really is like when it's concentrated it's being mm. pulled right and all that kind of stuff but if it's done right it can be really 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 good um, but I think that's probably like my like drip coffee and then just like straight espresso um, would probably be my favorite ways of drinking coffee I used to drink lattes all the time, and it's just like, this is way too much milk. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, I, now I just drink a lot of drip coffee. Yeah, cappuccinos are one of my favorites. I think, I think I've, like, I, I like pour overs, but if I, if I like an espresso drink, mm-hmm. it's cappuccinos. Cappuccinos yeah. are really good. Yeah, I like green cap. has a little bit of milk, but not too much. Yeah. So. It's a, I'd say if I'm going to like have like a meeting with someone or something like that, I'll like treat myself to a cappuccino. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a good way to like judge their barista skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What would you say, um, what would you say? What am I saying? Describe some of your coffees, like what you guys have right now. Um, I think at the moment we just have like our blend and uh, a natural process Nicaragua. Okay. Um, we're gonna be getting more in. The reason we don't have a ton of them right now is because like we're transitioning to the, over to like our own roaster. Okay. Um, and so having a ton of like different coffees on hand is we're just like let's just get transition and then we'll like build that back up. Okay. Um, but usually we would have like four or five different ones at least that we just kind of like cycle through and roast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I think having like um, two locations and we also just signed a deal with New Seasons. So we're going to mm. have our stuff here at like the New Seasons stores, which would be I love those stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite things about Portland is, is that. Just just that grocery store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that. They've been really they've been really cool um, helping us like keep going with that because it's like our first experience like working like having our product like in a retail um, store. So Yeah. That's legit. That's awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. What what was your question again? I feel like we got sidetracked. Oh, no. It was was just about the coffees. Oh, about the two types. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, usually we do have more. Um, I'm trying to think. I would like to get, like, Costa Rica again yeah um those are like a the first one that we made that we got i think it was a costa rican terrazzo and um it made the best cold brew and then we found out that that's like that that particular bean is like a pain in the ass to get yeah i just got lucky (laughs) that can happen yeah (laughs) so we're like aww um, but I would like to, I'd like to get that again, um, eventually start working with, like, um, 
direct to farmers. Yeah. Um, have their own like distribution company and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Do you guys just have an importer that you use or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's right now. It makes a little bit more sense. It makes a lot more sense for us to use like kind of a third party mm-hmm. um, person where we pick out what beans that we want to use and then we buy them and have them like imported. Um, and eventually, you know, we'd like to take over that <coughs> process um, and then actually like be working with farmers or be like buying farms over there so we can yeah. actually be like supporting people and stuff like that. Um, just like know that 100% that like everything that we're doing is like ethical Mm. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of like really good people in the coffee industry yeah Um, which is cool like the culture in and of itself is like a good one Mm -hmm. like people like generally like want to make other people's lives better and like help each other be successful so and it's, it's a cool industry to be in. Yeah, it is. That's a cool thing. Is there any coffee roasters that inspire you or motivate you? Currently? Um, I mean, I guess there should be. Who? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you want to do this? Um, I... <laughs> Or is there, is there a I coffee? guess I could say, like, I have a few coffee shops that I really like a lot. Yeah, um, or, like, is there a coffee roaster that you'd like to be like, or you'd want to be in the place they're in? Um, I, I'd say I really like Kova. Oh, I love Kova. A lot. Yeah. Um, they... I like it. It might not be like the best place to like hang out, but the coffee is always amazing. The people there are like just great human beings. Um, but I have a, a lot of like respect for like what they've been able to accomplish. Yeah. Um, it just kind of like I, I feel like they're. They're like one of like one of those companies that kind of helped mainstream um, like coffee that's actually good. Like having that hmm. passion to make the best cup of coffee that you possibly can. Which I mean, not a lot of people like really care about that all that much but more people are are starting to care that like their coffee actually tastes good yeah um and so i feel like they're kind of like one of those they're one of like the businesses that kind of like spearheaded that Mm -hmm. like stuck with it until like more people started coming on board yeah um but I'd say I really like good coffee a lot, the company. 
um, really good people. Yeah. Um, I like Dapper and Wise. Also really good people. Um, Prince Coffee. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there's millions. There's here. like millions of them. Yeah, and then some that are I don't go to as much. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. For the most part, like everyone, everyone is really cool and like wants to be helpful and involved with what other people are doing. Um, Pips and Donuts isn't a coffee shop per se, um, but. They were really, well, um, Nate, the owner, um, yeah. is a really great guy, but he, um, like, helped us out when we were first starting, like, um, financially, like, a little bit, and then he also, like, their company also did, like, a big promotion with us, and, like, wow, that's cool. giving away, you know, free donuts if people like brought their receipt from us over to them that's awesome um and just you know so it's just like people like that i'm really thankful for um have just helped us get going yeah. so like i want to be able to do that for like other companies as well and like people who are just yeah. starting that's cool so, how could people find you or find you on social media and stuff or where are you guys located? So, if, um, like, Kainos Coffee, like, K-A-I-N-O-S, if you look up Kainos Coffee on um, Instagram, like, it's the only, you know, yeah. thing that's on there. <laughs> uh, but there's one for Portland and then there's also one for the Dalles. Um, and then... On our Instagram, there's also a link to our website. Mm. Um, so, with our new location, we're in the middle of like updating um, our, our website. So, there'll probably be like a couple changes like here and there for that. But um, it'll probably be the easiest way to find us and get a hold of us. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for being on the Low Key Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> and I, I hope people come to Portland and check out Kainos Coffee. Is yep. that right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> more, the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you have a good day. All right. Thanks. Me too. See ya. Hey, guys, and thanks again for listening to the Low Key Podcast. And thanks for Kainos for being on the Loki podcast. If you guys are ever in Portland, go check out Kainos Coffee, get some drip coffee, get some pastries, and try their coffee out. Guys, if you subscribe to this podcast, go write a review, give us five stars, it helps us out. And if you listen to this podcast and don't subscribe to us, subscribe to us on iTunes. Well, that's it in low-key land, guys. Keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key.